pretty exciting stuff. So, all right, well, let's just get right into some DFS. Let's get right into the DFS talk. We're going to start with the 9K and above. And you know what? This range is brought to you, by the way, by Rainmakers from DraftKings Rainmakers. And I got some stuff to talk about here with Rainmakers. All right, folks, here's the thing. All right, you got it. Rainmakers is a pretty cool thing. All right, kind of like a crossover between, you know, NFTs and collecting cards and things like that and playing DraftKings. But you know what? You can start your PGA Tour collection and play free for $750,000 this season. Claim your free starter pack. Go in there on, on the Rainmakers uh, link there at DraftKings. Get in on the action with the DraftKings Rainmakers and compete for prizes all season long. You can spend $5, just $5, and you get a free booster pack, all right? So I would get in there, do your thing with Rainmakers on DraftKings. Hey, learn something new. I said this. David learned something new. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. You can learn something new with DraftKings, all right? Don't get all, you know, don't just be normal all the time with what you do in DraftKings. Get outside the box, all right? Okay. That's Rainmakers for you. Check that box. All right. So, 9K and above. We got a lot of uh, folks in here. And it, I think the, the field is, um, uh, you know, let's, let's back up. All right. Let's back up. Let's back up. All right. We got to talk about the course first. We got to talk about the course. This is a different course this week. It's the first time it's ever been played here at Oakdale Golf Club. Here's a few basics for you. All right. All right. This is in, North York, Ontario, Canada. Uh, designer is Stanley Thompson and Robbie Robinson and Ian Andrew. It's a par 72 playing just under 7,400 yards. Not a whole lot of water hazards here. It only comes into play on two holes. Bent grass, fairways. Man, those are going to be pure. You got a little Kentucky bluegrass rough and then bent grass greens. All right. So it's going to be a pretty pure golf course as far as I'm concerned. Uh, when, you, when you look at this this golf course, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be like that difficult off the tee. I mean, there are some narrow th- fairways and thicker rough, but it is gettable on the par fives. Um, I think that's where you're definitely going to be able to, um, you know, make 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 your hay this week um, and, and score on these these. Um, God, what's wrong with it? anyway? Score on uh, this golf course. I do think. If I'm looking at stats this week, here are the ones that are the main ones for me. Um, I'm going to look at strokes gained off the tee. All right, but I'm looking at total driving, really. I think I want to see the guys that are long, but also have a little bit of accuracy. Always going to look at approach. I think strokes gained approach is um, one of the things that you're really going to need to weigh a ton. A little bit of around the green play. I'm going to look at putting. You know, anytime we're on bent grass greens, I want to know the guys that are good putters on bent grass. And I think just long-term putting in general, just long-term putting in general on all surfaces. Because I think, as I talked about on the betting show, this is going to be a little bit of a wedge contest, a putting contest. I want to know the guys who are hot recently, but then long-term uh, with their putter, okay? So um, I, think, I think that's you know, definitely some things that, that I want to look at this week. Um, so total driving off the tee, approach, Around the green, going to look at putting and definitely going to look at my scoring stats, 30 or better percentage, opportunities gained. That's on Fantasy National. That's a good one to look at. Um, so those two are going to be the ones that I, I look at. And I mentioned, too, a little par five scoring as well. So that's kind of a quick thing on Oakdale. 
Um, should be a beautiful course. It's in great shape. Um, so there you go. All right. Let's get into the plays now, um, unless I forgot something else and I'll go back to it. Um, but here are the plays. I'm going to start 9K and above. I'm going back to Rory. I'm going back to Rory. He's at 11.5. He's probably going to be number one in most of your models, however you run your model. I, I don't care. He's, he should end up number one. Um, and I'm going to go to him. He's at 11.5. I get it. Very expensive. But he's won three times, all right? He's won one, two. This will be the third straight victory in Canada. Now, I know it's kind of been broken up with COVID and things like that, but still going for his third straight victory uh, in a start in Canada. I think you got to roll with Rory. I'm going to go overweight Rory. I think that, you know, he's certainly going to be chalky. I'll eat that chalk, but I like Rory there at 11.5. At I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to go down to Sam Burns at 10.5? No, you're not. I mean, maybe if he's like 3% of Maybe I'll go to Sam Burns. That's maybe a little bit of an overreaction. Maybe Sam Burns could be a good contrarian, contrarian play, but I just haven't seen anything out of Sam Burns. You know, I mean, let's just let's just think. I mean, he he's he has been okay, I guess, the last couple of weeks, but I'm just not feeling it. I'm not feeling it with Sam Burns. I would rather, if you don't want to play Rory, drop down the Terrell hat. That's where you go. All right, that's where you play in the 10K range. If you if you don't want to do Rory, you think you're scared of the 11.5 price. I'm not scared. I think I got some guys down below that I can play that can help me fit Rory in the lineup. But if you're scared, you're a little you're a little weenie, and you don't want to bet Rory or play Rory, then drop down the Hatton. You know, he fits right in, little weenie. That's Terrell Hatton, but he's a great player. Been absolutely fantastic. You look at his last four starts, T3 at Wells Fargo, T5 at the AT&T Byron Nelson, T15 at the PGA Championship, T12 last week at the Memorial. All great fields uh, other than maybe the AT&T Byron Nelson. The guy's just playing absolutely lights out. If you want to talk about stats with Pharrell Hatton, too, he's going to end up probably in the top five of your model. And mine, he's at number two. Across the board, everything is top 20. I'm talking about approach. Putting, ball striking, off the tee, top 15 around the greens, top 10 in birdie or better percentage, top 20 in opportunities gained. I think Hatton is an absolute lock for your lineups. I don't even care if you want to play him in cash at 10-2. I don't care. I don't care, but I do like him in GPPs as well. All right. One thing that happens when we get to Canadian events is there are a lot of, there are a lot of Canadians all around. And, um, you know, you got to look at them. You got to look at the Canadians and you got to think about whether or not you're going to go overboard uh, Canada, overweight Canada. Um, I don't I don't like narratives. I really don't. I, I say this all the time. I, I get a little tired of narratives. I just want to play the best player. That's that's really all I care about. The guys that I think are, are really good. Golf. I, I don't care what nationality they are. I don't care if they're local, like Sea Island Mafia guys. When we get down there in, in Sea Island and, and, and the likes of such, if we're in Orlando or South Florida or California or whatever, I just think good players, good players are anywhere. Doesn't really matter. Um, so this week, I try not to let the the Canada thing really get in the way. Um, but right there in the nine K range, you got Corey Connors staring at you. You got Corey Connors. 
And I like Corey. You know, I liked him for the PGA Championship. I thought he was a good play there. Um, obviously, we've seen him win recently this year. But I, I don't think I want to play him in DFS. I really don't. I think he's going to be a little bit chalky. And I know he's going to fit a lot of stat categories for you. But the thing is, if, if this is like I think, and Tim Anderson brought this up on the, on the PGA betting or on the betting show. He talked about this being, being a putting contest. Do you want Corey Connors at a putting contest? I don't. I don't. Um, I know. I do think he's, he's, look, he's got all the tools here. Um, the scrambling does worry me also, but if you're talking putting 95th in this field, 95th, Michael Block may be better than him at putting. He's 66 in scrambling. By the way, Michael Block is in this field, and that may be the last time that I'm going to talk about him. That's it. I don't want to talk about him anymore. So they, they're, if you like, if you're a blocky, if you're a block person, if you love the block party, go on to something else. Cause I'm not going to talk about them anymore. Um, but right below Corey Connors are two guys that really interest me, Justin Rose and Tommy Fleetwood. Now Fleetwood is just Fleetwood. He really is all season long. I've been playing him. He's, he's been, you know, he's been. Yeah, pretty damn good. Other than other than missing the cut at the Charles Schwab, he screwed a lot of people. I think you get back on him, maybe a little bit less ownership because of that. But you know, had that T five at Wells Fargo, the top twenty at the PGA Championship, just continues to have a solid season. And I don't want to miss out. I don't want to miss out if if uh, when the good things happen with Fleetwood. You know, maybe because he's out of the country, he's out of, he's out of the U.S. Um, and he's in Canada, maybe that means that's where he gets his first PGA Tour win because we know he can win everywhere else except the U.S., but possibly can win in Canada. Justin Rose, though, I feel like is a, is a great play. And I almost like if you're looking at starting a cash lineup, Justin Rose may be where you go. I mean, you just look at all season long. He's got a win at Pebble Beach, top 12 at the Charles Schwab, top 10 at the PGA Championship. I think if you're looking at it, either a cash play or a GPP, you know who knows where the ownership's going to be. I mean, when you get them in a in a field like this, it's definitely going to be a little bit higher. But it's tended to be, you know, around like ten to fifteen percent. And if I get ten to fifteen percent, Justin Rose, I'm all over it, all freaking over it uh, this week. So those are really kind of my favorites in this range. I think ones. Um, hang on a second. Ones we could talk about, you know, you got Cooch, don't want to play him. You got Sahith, or do you like Sahith? Cam Young, what the hell is wrong with Cam? What, what is wrong with Cam Young? You know, I mean, I, I don't get it. He, he should be way better than he is right now. And Cam Young is just flailing around. I mean, you know, what happened? I thought Paul Tesori was the next coming of the greatest caddy in the world. But it's not really helping right now. It's not. And Cam Young is just, he's a, he, totally avoidable. I don't think you play him. You just let it go. Wait until he does something that shows you that, um, you know, he's got a few signs of life. Yeah, I, I know, like, the, the mentality is a guy like that is going to be super low on. Nobody wants to play him. He's playing shitty. Whatever. Well, you know, I can be okay missing out if Cam Young does something crazy this week, which I don't think is going to happen. 
I can't be okay if I miss out on Fleetwood because Fleetwood has at least shown us a lot this year in a consistent way. So I'll be upset if Fleetwood does something and he's not in my lineups or he's not in a, you know in a top 10 bet or an outright bet and I miss out. So Fleetwood's just one of those that um, you know we can play, but not Cam Young. The interesting one to me when I'm looking at chalk is is Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think he gets squeezed out out to, up top with Corey Connors and Terrell Hatton right around him. I think he's a guy that if you want sort of a low owned, expensive guy in this range um, that's got a lot of upside. He had a top ten, kind of a sneaky top ten at the Memorial last week. I think Matthew Fitz is where you go um, in that case. Um, but this is a good range. I mean, it's a, it's a very top heavy golf tournament when you look at the 9K and above range because you even got like a guy like Shane Lowry up here who draws me to him all the time. Draws me to him. Um, so, anyway. Hmm. Well, I got my podcast juice tonight and um, just, uh, you know, slip, sip it on a little Tito's. And... Um, but I want to talk about another juice right now, okay? Now this is this is kind of your your morning juice, folks. This is this is what you need to do in the morning. Wait, not that. That's rainmakers, by the way. Let's find out what we're doing here. Where are all? There we go. Let's talk about front nine. I love front nine, folks. You can use promo code TJ10. You get ten percent off your entire order, okay? Go check out frontninecoffee.com. It is a it's it's unbelievable they got k-cups now okay if you don't like if you don't like making your own coffee you just stick a k-cup in, in a machine it's fantastic all kinds of great great flavors so good jitters folks you get good shit get yeah jeez what is wrong with me it's hard to talk by yourself it's really hard talking's hard let me tell you something um anyway good jitters with front nine coffee, use promo code TJ10. Okay, let me figure out how to get that off. All right, so moving on, we're going to talk about the AK range. And this is an interesting range, too, for sure. Um, you know, up top, I'm not really interested in uh, Keith Mitchell, just not. Um, because I don't, I don't want to, just because that's it, that's all I'm going to tell you. Um, Ben on is has really been playing well. You look at the stats for Ben on. I, I think um, this is a range to me where I just feel like I am going to play. I'm going to play Rory, and so I need to be at the lower end of this range. And I like the lower end of this range a little bit better than the top end. So I think I'm probably going to end up avoiding avoiding Keith Mitchell and Ben on, and probably Adam Hadwin. Although I think he could be the sneaky Canadian play when you look at the putting. Um, you know, pretty good off the tee, you know, decent scrambler. I think Adam Hadwin could be okay, but I feel like I'm going to avoid this, just this top end uh, of this range. A guy I'm interested in, and I think it's going to have some low ownership that just has a, a lot of upside to me is Adrian Moronk. I, I believe he's going to end up in my lineups when I'm, when I'm talking about him on Wednesday night, by the way, in the Nut Hut. Uh, get it in the Nut Hut. Why are you people not in the nut hut? The Discord nut hut. You need to get in. Um, but I think Adrian Moronk is going to get be one of those that I get some questions about. I always like when I'm looking at uh, 
my lineups for the week or looking at my research, I can always tell, yep, this guy is going to be asked about a lot. Or this might be the sneaky play that everybody's, um, you know, kind of avoiding or not even talking about, but is is really kind of showing some good signs. Um, AJ Morant could be one of those. Another one could be Adam Svensson. You know, Svensson was – he – he really ticked me off last week. I had him in um, – I only did two lineups last week. I, I just wasn't feeling it. I just did two lineups, and that was it. So I did really kind of the all, like, this is going to piss you off lineup, and or these guys are going to piss you off, and Spencer was one of them, and he did – he pissed me off. But I feel like it was a good strategy. I really did, okay? And uh, I think Spencer was um, – it was just a bad week. He, got, he had some bad holes. Um, Thursday was not a good round for him. I think he'd go back to Svensson this week. As a matter of fact, he's probably one of my favorite Canadians uh, this week in this tournament. I'm not talking about anything else with him. His personality, I, I'm not saying he's my favorite personality. He's not my favorite smart person uh, on the PGA Tour. Um, he's, he's Adam Svensson, okay? He has his faults. But his golf game is really good. You look at the stats, 34th in ball striking, 36th off the tee, 14th in birdie or better percentage. Um, you know, so Spenson is a guy that I think you could play there at 8,500 on DK. But the bottom end of this is really interesting to me. There's a few right here that I do like. I like Nikolai Hoygaard right there at 8,400. Another guy checks the box of birdie or better percentage. Great putter, top 25 in the field, putting on bent grass greens. I like Hoygaard. I like Joseph Bramlett. Bramlett's another one. Weak on the putter, but across the board, everything else is fantastic. You look at top 25 in approach, 12th in ball striking, uh, top 20 off the tee. He's great around the greens. Checks the box and birdie or better percentage. I think Joseph Bramlett at 8,200 um, is, a, is a pretty good play down here. Um, Kind of hit or miss, but not really lately. I mean, you look at his last five events. He's got three top 20s. He had a top 10 in Mexico, T40 at the Wells Fargo, top 20 at the Byron Nelson, more of a score fest. Mexico, definitely more of a score fest. And then at the Memorial last week, he had a T16, which is pretty good for him. But I do think, Bramlett, when you get into these scoring uh, type events where you got to make a lot of birdies and you got to be aggressive, Bramlett is one of those that checks the box in there. He is a very aggressive player. I think if you're looking at even maybe like a first-round leader bet, I haven't seen the numbers because we, we don't have the, the tee times, Bramlett could be one of those first-round leaders uh, that you're looking at. Um, so just a thought there um, with him. You know, when I'm thinking of the chalk, I don't really see a whole lot of chalk in here. Um, I just don't. I mean, if I mean, really, not Keith Mitchell. Maybe Ben On. Ben On's been really good lately. I mean, he could potentially have some chalk, but I I don't know. I don't think Adam Hadman's going to have chalk. He's he's missed two out of his last four cuts. It's a weird range in here. I just don't see a lot of chalk in here. I think you're going to see more up top in that nine k range, and then probably. Um, you know, some chalk in the 7K range. Again, like I said earlier, very top-heavy in this field. So you can really differentiate your lineups in, in a lot of these, in the 8, 7, and the 6K, well, obviously 6K range. But the 8 and 7K range, there's going to be some chances in here. 
because I just don't see a whole lot of chalk. Just in my mind, as I'm looking at the board here, um, that that's that's my thoughts there. All right, let me stop talking for a second here. Get a little sip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, let's move into the seven K range. But first, I had to talk about Underdog. I love Underdog. By the way, they are they are fantastic. They're a great partner. Um, yeah, I was looking at their um, where where they are in here. Where graphics are for underdog. There's a graphic. Um, anyway, yeah, I was looking at underdog earlier. They mostly have the score. Actually, all of the 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 pick'em for the PGA players they've got all um either you know birdie or better higher or lower so i think i'm seeing them at five and a half and four and a half somewhere in that range and then i'm seeing the scoring stats that are or the scoring numbers at over under at 69 and a half 69 kind of in that range i can't say that i have any huge leans i'd probably you know, the birdie numbers didn't just, like, stick out to me as, like, I feel like we've got an advantage right away. Maybe on the scoring, though. I think maybe on the under 69 and a half, so if you're looking at some of those players, that, that, that they have that number set there. I feel like the under could be a pretty good good uh, play right now, but but we'll see. But nothing nothing major as far as, um, as, far as those leans are concerned. Um, anyway. Okay. Listen, um, if you did not catch... The betting show with Tim Anderson, you have to go go back and 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 watch it on YouTube, listen to the podcast. It's great. We get into some betting talk for the RBC Canadian, but then we also talk about um we talk about a lot of things. We we go over pontificates. Uh we just talk about various topics, things that are on Tim's mind, because his mind has a lot of things on it. Um, and you know, I asked him, I said, you know, what, what's bothering you right now? Cause things tend, things just bother him. And, um, he gave, he gave some great advice, great answers. And so go back and listen to Tim Anderson on the betting show. Um, by the way, don't forget, I'm going to tell you what DB learned how to do, um, in just a little bit, but let's talk about the seven K range real quick. Um, all right, so this is one where, you know, we're going to have some decisions that we're making, all right? And and I think, and here, this guy I do think is going to have some chalk. I do think he, he'll be chalk. Eric Cole, 7,900, still love him. The guy just continues, continues to play well. Um, you look at the stats. I mean, top 20 in the approach, putting, uh, around the green, 30 or better percentage, opportunities gained. He's just doing all things well right now. At, and Eric Cole at 7,900, I think, is a really good play. That is where you could see some chalk in this, in this range is at 7,900 at Eric Cole. I'm okay with that. I mean, just look at his finish. He finishes T5 at, at Mexico, another scoring fest. I mentioned that earlier. Top 25 at the Byron Nelson, T15 at the PGA. Missed the cut at the Charles Schwab, T24 at Memorial. I think this is a better course fit, though, than that. You know, I feel like the the it, Wells Fargo where he missed the cut and the Charles Schwab to me just weren't the greatest fits for him. 
Um, but I think we, we're going to get you know a little better fit for him this week. So Eric Cole at 7,900 is one that I'm definitely going to be playing uh, some this week. And then I'm dropping right down below him. Um, now, I don't know why Brendan Todd withdrew last week. So somebody might have to tell me that. You know, put it in the Nut Hut Discord. Pat, you're an idiot because he withdrew because he tore his pinky finger. I, I don't know. But I would I would like to know. But I do think Brendan Todd could have a good week here. Feels like a Brendan Todd type golfer. You know, he could score. Don't tell me he can't. Don't tell me just because he's kind of a boring hit fairways and hit hit greens guys guy that he can't score because he can't. I've seen him win a tour event having a crap ton of birdies like 26 under or something. So Brendan Todd can do that, all right? So I don't want to hear it. I like Brendan Todd at 7,900, unless the pinky finger has not healed. Kidding. I don't know if it's pinky. I don't know if it's any. Um, okay. Moving on. You know what? I think we could go back to Harry Hall at 7,600. I think we can. Uh, another guy that's quietly having a good uh, summer so far. Top 10 in Mexico, uh, 83rd in the Byron Nelson, 83rd. Can you finish that high and make the cut? Jeez. I don't know when the last time I saw 83rd. 83rd? Anyway, um, that just stands out. Okay. And, okay. And then he had the T3 at the Charles Schwab, which was not a scoring fest. Yeah, I get it. But still, I think Harry Hall is certainly playable. Aaron Rye is another one, though, at 7,600. I'm going to Aaron Rye. I'm doing it. A lot of people kind of – he was a sneaky play for a lot of people last week. Nope, you were wrong. You were wrong, but this was the week. See, you were off by a week. This is when you play Aaron Rye at 7,600. I think he can have a sneaky good week. He's another kind of aggressive player. Um he did finish T13 in the Canadian Open last year. I know it was on a different course, but they these courses do kind of they I feel like a lot of them are the same even though they're different. They have different names. But a lot of them just feel the same and he did have a T13 uh last year. But if we're looking at some stats for him, he's top 10 in the field in approach. He's 8. I love that. 8th in ball striking, 26 off the tee. Checks the box and birdie or better percentage. Not the greatest putter in the world, but Aaron Rock can get hot, so I do like him there at 7,600. All right, if we're dropping down a little bit, there's a few names in here that I think are interesting. One, Sam Stevens, another guy. Great ball striker, you know? Great great on approach. You know, can make some birdies. He, you know, opportunities gained. He's 20th in the field there. Sam Stevens is right there in the middle of this range at 7,500. Um, you know, been playing well. I don't know when the last time he made a, or missed a cut. I really don't. Let's see. We'll look him up in the – well, I don't want to do all that. It'll take me too long. Um, but if, at least it is, he's played – now, this is his sixth straight event. Okay? He skipped Mexico, but then he played Wells, AT&T Byron Nelson, PGA Championship, Charles Schwab, and then last week of the Memorial. So, if you're not a big fan of that strokes bled grinding stat, then you may want to stay off of Sam Stevens. I like it, though. That he, I mean, he's a young guy. He can play a lot of golf. He's fine. Um, but, you know, like I said, cut maker, strong player that I do think you can, you can fit in here at 7,500, all right? 
Um, another couple guys that I think are interesting to me in this range, um, really down near the bottom. I think I'll go back to Ben Martin. Feel like I've sort of skipped out on him for a little while. Um, but he has still continuously had a, you know, or continuing to have a great season. He's at 7,300. Mark Hubbard's at 7,300. When is Mark Hubbard going to get more credit for what he's doing this year? When? He's also made five straight cuts. And maybe I'm just going back his last, you know, five, six events. He's made five straight cuts too. In that time frame, he has four top 30s with two top 20. Okay. That's pretty good. It's 7,300. He doesn't seem to get much credit, doesn't move up the list, you know, kind of stays right in this, this range, low 7K. I think Mark Hubbard still has a ton of upside. There could be some chalkiness, though, to Mark Hubbard this week. I feel like there could be. I don't know for sure, but I feel like there could be. Um, there's some gut plays in here that I, I think you can, that to me are just this guys that sort of pop out at me. I don't know why. You know, Luke List is at 7,400. Luke's been playing better. Now, I know the guy can't put, put worth a damn, but we're, we're talking about 7,400 here, Luke List. Top 16 last week, or T16 last week at the Memorial. Top 16, made the cut at the Charles Schwab. T34 at the AT&T, Byron Nelson. Luke List is coming around a little bit. He's coming around. Um, he's always going to be a box checker when you're looking at the stats, especially like ball striking off the tee, um, all that, that kind of stuff opportunities gained he's top 10 in the field we know that this is where the frustration comes in with luke list because he's going to have a ton of birdie looks and he's going to miss a lot of he's 147th in the field putting on bent grass green i'm serious 147 i think there's 147 and a half people in this field okay michael block is the half all right so i get it but luke list is still going to at least give himself a lot of looks and who knows what happens maybe maybe he figures out the putter when he crosses the northern line into canada maybe that happens for luke list i don't know um let's look at his canadian history he is luke list where is luke uh haven't seen all right haven't played here in several years but he's got uh, a t14 and a t30 and his last two Canadian Open starts, which was in 2016 and 2017. But still, you know, it's something. All right, I feel like I should have an ad read in here, but I don't see anything. I, you know, that's David's fault if I'm supposed to say something in here. Because, I, I, you know, again, I don't have anything else. Um, all right, let's get into the 6K draft, all right? And then once I, once I get past the 6K draft, I got to talk about what David learned. But anyway, the 6K draft is brought to you by me. Yeah. Yeah, it's brought to you by Pat. Um, so here we go. This is the 6K draft, and I'm just going to go through some guys that I like in this range. And really, a lot of these, these guys are box checkers um, with some good form. How about this? Lucas Glover at 6,700. You know, I hear, heard, I haven't seen it for sure but today was the longest day as they call it in golf when the they have all these qualifiers for the u.s open a lot of people who aren't in the u.s open yet 
are, are trying to make it. You play 36 holes in one day. It is a long day, just like they say. Um, I heard Lucas Glover played fantastic today. I am going to talk about the longest day, by the way, uh, a little more on the Better Sports Network show that I'm also doing by myself. I do have a guest, and my guest is Ryan French with the Monday Q, Monday Qualifier. Um, so you can look him up on, on Twitter and whatever else. Fantastic guy. And he's gonna he covers the longest day. So we're going to have all kinds of tidbits of information. But I do believe Lucas Glover played well today. Also, he's a, he's a box checker when you look at the stats here. Approach, ball striking, always does those things well. Kind of like Luke Liss, you know, gives himself a lot of birdie looks, and he misses a lot of birdie looks. But who knows what can happen. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little gamble here and go with Lucas Glover as my first play in the 6K draft at 6,700. All right. I'm going to have to go up a little bit here. Um, I'm going to have to go up a little bit here and just kind of look at some form. Uh, because when you look at these 6K guys, form is definitely, we want some, we want some upside. Uh, we need guys that aren't just box checkers. I like Marty Dew. Marty Dew, D-O-U, at 6,900. He's made his last three cuts with a top five in there at the AT&T Byron Nelson. Another scoring fest, as I've said multiple times. Um, Marty Dew is, is one that, um, you know, I think you can play. I like him a lot this week. I have, actually, I was looking for him earlier as an outright bet. Long shot, long, 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 long shot. Marty Dew, but I didn't see what those numbers were, but I do like him at 6,900. So that will be the next play. I like the form, you know, he's got some pretty good recent form. Um, so we'll play him. All right. Down. The board a little bit. Um, man, this is tough. This is really tough. All right. Um, you know, another guy, this is one that I just keep wanting to click his name. Don't always know why, but Kramer Hickok coming off a T21 at the Charles Schwab. Missed a cut at the Byron Nelson, but then a top 40 at uh, Wells Fargo where he kind of he kind of bucked his head a little bit, got up there on, on the leaderboard. Um, but Kramer Hickok is another one that I, I do like this week. Not going to check a ton of boxes, but just a good, solid player. He is at 6,700, so that will be the next guy in the 6K draft. Um, all right, let's let's move it down. Let's move it down. Um, man, this is difficult. This is really difficult. Uh, this is, I don't think we've had, why does it have to be this hard? when I'm doing the 6K draft. All right, you know what? I'll go to Austin Smotherman. Our boy, Austin Smotherman, just a fantastic man. He got a T21, though, at the Charles Schwab, coming off those miscuts at the Wells Fargo and AT&T Byron Nelson, but had that top five in Mexico. I like Smotherman to bounce back this week and have a good week. Um, I say bounce back. He was top 25 the last time he he played. Um, So I will go with him. So he'll be the fourth play in the 6K draft. And then I'm just going to hold my nose and take a few others. You know what? I'll go with Tim Anderson's guy on. He mentioned this on the betting show. Callum Terran is at 6,700. Coming in off a top 30 in the PGA Championship. Always seems to be sort of a a little bit of a hit or miss type guy. But I do like Callum Terran. So he'll be the fifth play here in the 6K draft. Um, All right. Let's get cheap. Let's get weird, and let's go with Kevin Roy or Roy Ra. 
Ra, Roy. I heard his name is not like Roy like it's spelled, but I'm going to go with this guy mainly because he's a box checker. All right, top 10 in opportunities gained, top 20 in birdie or, or, birdie or better percentage, top 25 in ball striking, fifth in approach. So we're going to go with this Kevin. I, I'm just going to say Roy. But um, I think it might you might say it different. I'm sure somebody will correct me because somebody always does. Um, I thought he had some good form too, but yeah, he missed a cut at the Bauer Nelson, but had a top 20 at the Mexico Open. Yeah, good enough for me. I'll put him in the 6K lineup. All right, that's it. That's the 6K draft. That's the DFS show, but I'm not done. Listen, here's what DB did. He told me this today and I was shocked. David learned how to play pickleball. Pickleball. David learned how to play pickleball. Now, I'm not really hating on this, okay? I think it's good for him to learn some things that older folks do because um, he's an agent. And this is a big step for David because he's learning now how to you know be amongst the aged and do those type things. Now, I have always said... Pickleball is not just for old people. I think it has a terrible stigma. It's a harder game than people think it is. Uh, it takes some athletic ability. It takes some quickness, some hand-eye coordination, all of those things. And yes, it is possibly the fastest-growing sport in people over the age of 50, but I think it's getting younger. I'm a big pickleball fan. I've played for several years. I don't play as much as I, I'd like, but I, but I try to get out there and do, do a little playing of the pickleball. And um doesn't sound right. Playing playing of the pickleball. Um, but I'm proud of David for getting out there and, and um you know doing some things as he as he approaches, you know, some older age that he's getting out there and he's he's learning and um you know he's not he, he's not being so closed minded, okay? Because pickleball is a great game. I know a lot of fantastic people that play it. So let's all let's all give David a hand for uh you know, getting around with the aged people and, you know, just just learning not to be ages, you know, and I, I like that about about DB. So. I think that's all I got. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I have. Make sure, like I said, you go check out the betting show with Tim Anderson. It is fantastic. And. See you next week. We got the U.S. Open next week. folks. It's going to be a great week on a great course at LA Country Club. I cannot wait to talk about that. And I hope all your screens are green. I hope you bend over your bookie, do all those sayings that we like to say, but you just win money. That's all I care about. And that you're entertained. Had a good time. See ya! Out! <laughs>